Blog Talk Radio. Come back home to Africa. Come back home 
Divine, all blessed, peace and love, joy and prosperity, revelation and manifestation. You are now listening live to the Divine Prince, Pan African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elaguna Oye, Hudu Obea Bokur, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, universal, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a Pan-African Hoodoo world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and my ever-living reality. And it is crucial to the very foundation of my understanding, my teaching, my walk, my work along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the Divine Prince, make sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother, Father, Earth, and it is my personal place of power and understanding, the place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors, understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is, I say. Today is Tuesday. December 4, 2018, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you, live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum universally, from this working temple of the house of the Divine Prince, Thai Potions, Hoodoo Central, Black Hawk Voodoo, in this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most enchanted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this spiritualist who do obey our life path and journey, passing down the great knowledge of the obia stick along with the healing, life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, and minerals. I'm always humbled, honored, and appreciative by those who do join me here at high noon, U.S. Central Standard Time, for the power lunch revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans voodoo secrets and recipes here on Blog Talk Radio, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. My live listening and calling number is area code 347-215-8967. Three four seven two one five eight nine six seven. When you are ready with your question, comment, or request, please do. I invite you to press the number one on your telephone keypad, and I will unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. And do be mindful that my website, where I can be reached, utilizing various means virtually 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, operating in 360 degrees of well-documented revelation and manifestation, is 
www.houseofthedivineprince.com www.houseofthedivineprince.com All is truly and indeed a blessing. And please visit me and historic Treme at www.oursacredstories.com www.oursacredstories.com Moving forward, I had a whole show set out to do today and as spirit is often want to do. And I always listen to spirit. I always follow spirit. I walk in a demonstration. Before indeed, nothing that I am, nothing that I have, nothing that I've gained, nothing that I've been blessed with or anointed with is of me. It is indeed respect voodoo. It is indeed respect the ancestors. It is indeed respect the voodoos and the deities and the powers that operate within these traditions, within these systems, for their protocols, their requirements of us, their offerings and sacrifices that they ask us to make for them and representation of them in order to elicit their good manifestation and their good demonstration within our lives requires a consistent adherence to the authority and the powers of the ancestors, but also to the powers that be the voodoo. There is a formula that cannot be subverted. There's a formula that is universally understood within the realm of operating authentic voodoo practitioners. It indeed has its roots, its mother tree, its parental headquarters in West Africa. But it's now had to evolve itself, reshape itself, remanifest itself in a new world under new conditions. Not to die away, not to become invisible, but to become something bigger, to evolve to something much greater than we could have envisioned before. The voodoo spiritual world consists of Mawo, the great supreme being, and about hundreds of other divinities and voodoos who represent different phenomena, such as childbirth and healing, wealth and wellness, lightning and justice, water, and many more. And when I think about the, not only the primordial deities, when we think about the Orisha romance, and you all hear me talk about the Orisha romance, sort of our our love affair with all things beautiful and flowing and, and, and prosperous, prosperous and sexual and youthful, as we paint and portray these great powers enveloped in human characteristics, human wants and desires, human frailty. But even when we look at the the primordials from which 
the Orisha are born from, the primordial powers from which the Loa are birthed from, the, the originating and primordial powers that are not wrapped up in our mundane human frailties, that are not wrapped up in our human wants, needs, and desires, that are connected to every aspect of our being, but are operating at a much higher level, a much higher vibrational, uh, spiritual, dimensional space than our average walking, everyday, human, frail existence will allow for. Indeed, we operate in a time when people are seeking result-oriented work, result-oriented knowledge, result-oriented awareness. But even fewer are called to and will stand up to do the great work and the great sacrifice that is required of us in representation of voodoo, but also in in the manifestation of its great power. It's more than just being blessed. It's more than just having great riches and great lifestyles. Indeed, there are people with much more urgent needs seeking voodoo today. People are worried about their next meal. People are worried about their housing. People are worried about the housing of their children. Some people's children's locations are unknown to them. People are worried about getting caught up in in the prison system and the industrial complex associated with that. People are worried about surviving 12 hours of work every day and wondering if their children are in a safe space. So indeed, there is a place for a much more urgent, direct, hands-on approach to all of these various paths of ATR that we hold up today in a sort of romantic uh, uh, meme sort of way in social media. And few really are willing to even begin to commit. And I'm not talking about committing to a house, to an elay, to a temple, to a prophet, to a practitioner, to a mambo, to a hogan. I'm talking about truly committing to the ancestors, the power of voodoo, and to truly walk this journey in every every aspect of our lives and our being. It, It changes what we think about, what we dream about, what we envision, not just for ourselves, but but for our children and our families and our communities, our village. When I think about the primordial deities, the voodoos and the orishas that would have been aboard the ships, the, the caravans of bodies, being stolen from the West African coast and, and brought to the New World. There are certain powers that stand up almost immediately in many of our minds, which have found to root and regrow and evolve in both North and South America, Central America. Leg by is an easy call. 
and, and whatever name we mask him by today and by location. Ogu is another power, more than an Orisha, more than a Voodoo, more than a Loa, an elemental power, one of the, the stronghold foundational spirits that would have not only survived the Middle Passage, but would have been there with us every step of the way through the journey of, of enslavement and now a, a, a revolutionary revivalist state of, of voodoo where we're seeking a very different level of, of liberation and freedom today than even our ancestors could have envisioned in, in the 1800s, in the 1700s, a whole new level of, of need for these primal spirits to stand up and evolve themselves and take on new responsibilities and new challenges in, in a new and modern world. Another power that would have traveled with us and would have survived the Middle Passage, one that I don't believe still gets the an acknowledgement and the traces and, and evidence for the arrival of Sangpana, Sakpata, Babalu Oye, to show up Obalu Oye in the New World is great. The documentation, the evidence of the transfer of this spirit at its most basic level, it has been said that, that the name itself can cause great illness, can cause great sickness. So we have come to know and understand this power and its many names by many monikers. It is also said that at its most basic and organic level that it is a deity that represents smallpox, great illness, great disease. And again, when I think about our beautiful and lovely, colorful romance with these deities, and how we even uh, go at great lengths to not see the the darker side, the heavier side, the natural side, the more organic presence that these deities represent in our world only speaks to our ignorance, the great sacrifice, and just re-educating ourselves, reprogramming our thinking, to even begin to operate in the realm of these spirits. We're not only attempting to think in a more indigenous way to operate in the realm of of these ATR deities and spirits, but we're also talking about how we think, how we organize our thought, what we consider a challenge, what we consider a roadblock, what we consider something that, that, that's grave and egregious and it requires such great work for us to do. Uh, if we can step outside of ourselves, even for a moment, humble yourself to your own ability to see clearly when you get out of the way. And we begin to see a very different face of these powers 
and what they're able to do in us and for us in our lives to not only shape and reshape ourselves as individuals, but to shape and reshape our village and then ultimately our society. There's a severe and organic nature to voodoo that is not talked about. It's not popular in a Facebook meme. It's not popularized in a glossy Instagram photograph. And so when we look at goo from a more organic, iron, and war-like nature, when we look at IJ from a more agricultural and forced, the voodoo of the sea, in its most organic nature. We're not talking about flowing fabrics and expensive pots and taurines and and man-made items and implements. We're talking about a force, a power that transcends having an altar space, that transcends being able to wear colored glass weeds, that transcends any um, earth-like attempt outside of nature to give it demonstration, to give it body. And so these forces show up in, in calamities, illnesses, diseases, great weather events, and thus great life-changing events for all humanity, not just those of us who have chosen some initiated path, but for all humanity. And no matter what language we choose to have the talk, to have the discussion, by far one of the most devastating and little written aspects of slavery in America was the active suppression and demonization of African religions, the loss of crucial sacred knowledge of the African deities and how they manifest at birth or at any stage of maturation in the diaspora was no longer relied upon and respected by the community. And particularly when we think about our our authors, our educators, our leaders, our educated blacks, desperate to disconnect themselves from what they had been conditioned to believe was barbaric an old way of thinking, an old world, third world way of viewing things, barbaric and primitive. And so as a result, the crucial knowledge, ritual knowledge needed to reconnect the diaspora to their deities is thought to have been lost, greatly contributing to all the pervasive bio-spiritual, psycho-emotional deprivation and social malaise that exist within our communities today. And worse, the extreme sense of cultural and spiritual alienation in which mainstreamed, assimilated, middle-class blacks are experiencing in spite of college degrees and impressive resumes and and, and impressive bank accounts and, and the ability to acquire and accumulate property we're still seeing a need for the critical examination of ourselves, our myths, our beliefs, our religions, our way of looking at healing, our way of looking at the mind, 
in a in a modern context today even still, and so when we see it at the mainstream level, we call it new age, we call it new and improved, we we call it a more green way of doing things, and in the realm of voodoo. We're asking you to just reconnect with nature, reconnect with who you are, reconnect with yourself, reconnect with the planet, reconnect with the earth, reconnect with the vegetation and the plants and the animal life, and you can begin, begin to comprehend standing at the crossroads and looking into that space that is spirit, and indeed all Humanity has the ability to tap the realm of spirit, and particularly those of you who walk and carry this lineage in your bloodline. Many Africans brought and enslaved in the New World already descend from long lineages of Mami Wata spirits and Chumba spirits and also from West Africa, but are unaware of this based on past and current anthropological literature, based on the lack of information and discussion in our families, based on the the, the lack of, of, of resources or willingness, if you will, to do the DNA work, which is becoming easier and easier to obtain, easier and easier to access. And there are leaders. Um, such as um, Mama Zogbe and many like her that are in place to not only help us to find our way along this journey, but to access archives of information that empower us, truly empower us. When you are empowered, there is no weather. There is no outward change that should shake your stronghold of belief and understanding. There's nothing on the outside. There's no one on the outside. There's no physical event or, or, or understanding of lack that separates you from your true power when you know what that is and when you know the source of that. There will absolutely be attempts. <laughs> you will absolutely be tested. Coming into consciousness doesn't mean that life gets easier. I, you know, I often say to people, and some people, I don't know if they think I'm crazy or not, but but I say that, you know, when people say that, you know, they're coming to voodoo and they're finding their way and they're on their journey, um, and they almost see it as this. Um, you know this 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 joyful coming into something that's going to almost miraculously um, empower them and, and change life overnight. And indeed, this is a journey and a challenge that you will be challenged to have to speak to, stand in your truth to every step of the way when you're truly committed to this to this path. And so there will be those out there to feed your flesh, to feed your most surface desire, to, to feed your sense of quick, instantaneous 
uh, graphication, there will be those who will be in place to support you in that and to see you in the village gets smaller when we're talking about people who are truly committed to embracing their to re-embracing themselves within this context of voodoo and ATR. It's not an easy journey. There's a lot to learn. There's a lot to understand. There's a lot that needs to be re-educated about at the personal level, but also at the communal level. Each and every one of us, there is no leader, no teacher, no, no priestess, no mambo, no hogan in this who's not learning and relearning and re and, and rememorizing this every waking moment of their being, every waking moment of their existence. This is my vocation. This is my lifestyle. Even when you see me in the act of living, in the demonstration of living, and sometimes that's culture, that's Mardi Gras, that's masking Indian, that's cultural performance. Sometimes that's just in the nature of paying the bills, performing movies, commercials. But you're not seeing me operating outside the realm of my truth. You're not seeing me acting outside the realm of voodoo. And if the very core motivation of everything that I am or that I do, if, if it's not clear to you by now, it is respect the voodoo. It is respect the, the voodoo. Of the deities that are probably most enduring within us and standing up to represent us, not only in the past, but today in this most present moment in time and space, is Akpata is Babalu Oye. We are still faced with pestilence and disease. Even now in the new world, he has taken on um, all manner of poverty and deprivation and those who, who feel empowered, disempowered. Illness, disease will make you feel disempowered. But there's also a, a whole nother level of inoculation of building up immunity through our generational struggle. We build up immunity to certain challenges, both in the spirit realm, in the realm of, of, of disease, in the realm of physicality. You build up immunity. And often when I look at those of us who call ourselves conscious, call to a spirit path. I often look at our weaknesses and, and what type of things do we call a challenge? What type of things do we exert great energy in in terms of the challenge? And, and how many of us are willing to apply that energy to just doing the work and gaining the things that we need, gaining the tools and the skills and the power that we need so that we aren't continuing the journey of searching, of looking for the next book, the next movement, the next guru, 
the next great food product, the next great non-religious religion that's going to instantaneously fix all things for us. And about the most instantaneous thing that we can do is go within, is to find the God and goddess that stands up within you and for you in all things, first and foremost, and acknowledge first from that place. And what better place than from your God self? What what better place from in your most right mind? Back in the old church day, folks used to talk about being clothed in your right mind. And, and I and I think about that that saying, that idea, that notion, particularly in a day of uh uh, so-called autonomous, self-empowered, free-thinking, conscious individuals. And by what do we gauge that consciousness? By what do we gauge the, the, the level of health that we as individuals are operating in to even say that we have all tools on board, that we have all understanding needed to, compre- to comprehend this maze of science? and religion and linguistics and languages and cultures and geographics and politics and wickedness and good. At what point do we even uh, uh, verify that we are ready then to move on in our journey? So we've got to stand in our truth, but we've got to be willing to get honest about what we don't know about ourselves, what we don't know about voodoo, what we don't know about our history, what we don't know about our culture. We have too many self-made, self-born prophets at 25, too many self-made, self-born prophets and teachers at 35 who don't have a history of, of demonstration operating in these systems. And so we're too quick, too quick, and we're not willing to take that time to do that work. I'm here to do the work, first and foremost, for myself, for my own sanity, for my own clarity, for my own understanding, and then for you and people like you. It's always I. Speak beyond my time that I'm allotted here in this space, but I am with you and for you in your endeavors virtually 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Do join me here at high noon, U.S. Central Standard Time, for Power Lunch, revolutionary hoodoo, New Orleans food and secrets and recipes here on Log Talk Radio. My live listening and calling number is, here we go, 347-215-8967. Press the number one when you're ready with your question, comment, or request. I will be more than happy to assist you. All is truly and indeed a blessing. Ashe. Oh, no. I'm